A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Well, we've got a breezy day on the way for a Wednesday. It's five minutes after five o'clock. It's a Wednesday morning. Here we are, 25th day of September. And I like what I see, at least as far as the forecast is concerned for right now. We're supposed to stay dry. Breezy today, 70 are expected high, so a little cooler than what we've enjoyed. Winds today out of the west-northwest, 10 to 20 miles an hour. Clear tonight and cooler, down to 48. For tomorrow, sunshine a little cooler. Again, daytime highs, around 66 degrees. Overnight on Thursday, they say maybe another chance of showers back in the forecast. For Friday, more scattered showers in the forecast, maybe even a thunderstorm back up to around 71. I know that the folks that are getting ready for World Beef Expo this weekend, State Fair Park in West Alice would like some dry weather. And of course, we're going to start seeing cattle moving in at the Alliant Energy Center grounds. World Dairy Expo is on the horizon. We've got a preview of World Beef Expo up in just a moment and more on what's going on at World Dairy Expo next week after 5.30. We're also going to take a look at how this weather is influencing our pumpkin crop. Here we are streaming our way into the month of October and a lot of folks going to be looking for that great jack-o'-lantern. We've got details on that after 5.30 as well. Collect tools for Dairy's Progress in Madison, Wisconsin, October 1st through 5th at World Dairy Expo. Continuing a 53-year tradition, the global dairy industry will once again meet at the Alliant Energy Center, where the finest dairy cattle and dairy trade show in North America are on display. Virtual farm tours, expo seminars, youth contests, and social activities throughout the week make Expo an ideal location for learning and networking. Visit WorldDairyExpo.com to start planning your trip today. We'll see you October 1st through the 5th. It's a time of year many of us look forward to here in Wisconsin and across the Midwest and even the world. It's time for those expos. This is Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. And the expo season kicks off with World Beef Expo. What do you know about that, Josh? Well, I know a whole lot more now than I did just uh, before the week began, Scott. Josh Scramlin here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And as you said, two big expos happening in Wisconsin in the next week. One is World Dairy happening the first week of October, and the other is World Beef Expo, which is kicking off this Friday. And I spoke with Jim Wren. He is the president of World Beef Expo, and he said there's a lot of great things happening at this year's event. We have lots of things in store, new things, and uh, some of the old favorites as well going on this year at World Beef Expo. So let's talk numbers so that people can kind of get an idea of the size of the Beef Expo. So what do you think overall attendance is going to be this year? I, I don't have any numbers for reference from years in the past, but what's 2019's attendance looking like? Well, as far as exhibitors, um, you know, it's open until you you can still exhibit uh, animals that you bring into the show. So you don't have to put entries in ahead of time. You can actually come to the show and, and, and enter right there. But as of right now, we have about 390 exhibitors, um, which is about 1,100 entries, and they're from 14 different states. So as compared to last year, we had about 18 different states, and we were right around 512 exhibitors. Now, that was at the end of the show, and so we could get quite a few um, more exhibitors in as the week Weeks continue all the way up until Beef Expo. Now, this is something that I'm curious about because you're saying they're coming from all these different states. What is the state that is the furthest away that an exhibitor is coming from? 
I don't have that right in front of me, but we've had them from Texas and California all over the place. Um, it just depends on where their, their flight plan, so to speak, is um, <laughs> right. to come into World Beef Expo. I, we get quite a few from all over the place. And, and, you know, some of them are on that circuit that, you know, well, they'll, they'll start here and, you know, go to Kansas or they'll go to Illinois and then come up here. Or, you know, it, it, it all depends on what they would like to, you know, different shows they'd like to exhibit their animal. But there's on average, I mean... You know, that's just the exhibitors. On average, there's over 70,000 people that come to see World Beef Expo on the grounds at that on that weekend. Ooh, okay, so there's an open show, a junior show. you got sales going on. You've got all these exhibitors and their animals coming to Milwaukee. What I want to know is what type of breeds can we expect to see? Oh, you'll see literally every breed that you can think of. Um, we have, you know, obviously our um, Angus and Hereford, but we have Belted Galloway, Sementals, we have uh, Highlands, Red Angus, American British White Park Show, uh, Mini Herefords, American Galloway, Maine Ajou, Waigu, um, you know, it, it, literally, uh, Charlay's, uh, Kianea, uh, literally any, basically, if it's if it's in the beef herd, for the most part, it's it's going to be there. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. So I think I know the answer, but what is the most uh, common breed or most popular breed that we can expect to see at the expo? Obviously, on Friday at eight o'clock, um, Friday at eight o'clock in the morning, the Angus and Herefords kick it off, and and those are your two bigger bigger herds in the state and at Beef Expo as well. So there'll, there'll be pretty big numbers there. This all starts off with 1,200 yards of mulch to start this all off, and we bring that in, and um, people will start t- coming in on Wednesday, and then Thursday all those animals have to be in the open, have to be uh, in place, and then Friday right away at 8 o'clock is when that show with the Angus and Hereford start off. We're talking with Jim Wren. He is the president of the World Beef Expo. That show is taking place in Milwaukee September 27th to the 29th. We were talking about the most popular breeds, and you were naming off all those different breeds. What is uh, one of the more exotic breeds that we can expect at the show? Well, I think Waigu is, is probably a little bit different. Um, you know, we don't normally see a whole lot of those in Wisconsin. There's some of those, um, but, you know... It, Anytime you see Highlands, there's in Belted Galloways. I mean, those are all a little bit different to uh, the normal around. Um, but you know, I mean, it's to each everybody's preference. You know, somebody who has a has a uh, Waigu may not actually think they're different compared to a an Angus or a Hereford or something like that. It's all in your choice. It's kind of like having different cars. You know, you, you might have a car or a tractor that you like better than the other. <laughs> Good point. So uh, to kind of change gears, we in Ag are always trying to educate the public. Do you have any sort of educational seminars that are going on at the Expo? We do have a bunch of seminars going on. Um, on Saturday night, we have uh, the Stock Show University Clinic. That will be taking place at 530. We also have um, some basic companies that come in and show us a little bit more about their product, and then they'll offer a lunch. So we have one of those going on at noon on Friday. And then also on Saturday, um, we have a, a get-together on Saturday night at 7 o'clock in the Coliseum, which should be quite quite uh, an interesting. Alltech is going to help us out with that, and they are going to have an interesting uh, topic. And then they'll also have uh, some interesting and uh, some beverages. Sounds like a good time. Is there anything that is new at the Expo this year that you guys are really excited about or any trends that you're following? 
one really neat thing that we have going on this year is we have on Friday, we have uh, at one o'clock the junior and senior collegiate livestock judging contest. Now we've had that in the past and we're bringing it back. It's going to be at one o'clock crop, crop risk services and, and bank first help us out with that. And so we're excited. This will be our first year. So I'm not quite sure on how many colleges from throughout the country will be there, but that's nice to have that the, the youth involved, and we're hoping that by them coming for the judging contest that they'll come back in later years and bring their own animals at Beef Expo. Jim, it's almost as though you just set me up for the perfect segue into my next question because it seems as though despite the downward turn that the ag industry as a whole is experiencing right now, it seems like the World Beef Expo is doing quite well and it can continue to do well in upcoming years. Would you uh, say that's a fair statement? It is a fair statement. We need to invest in our youth. We need to continue to work with the Wisconsin Cattlemen's Association and the other herds, local herds and, and nationwide herds as well as the other um, breed associations, you know, the Angus Association, the Hereford Association. A lot of those breeds will also be there in our um, side of our trade show. They'll have booths. So we want to continue this. Um, as you know, in Wisconsin, we have more beef cattle than we do dairy cattle. So it's an important part of Wisconsin, and it, it, we need to feed the world. So this is a great place to showcase that, those breeds, and um the genetics that go along with it. Yeah, I could not agree with you more on that. And we'll get to all the details such as dates and locations and admission here in just a sec. But something that I want to touch on is that uh, you yourself are a Wisconsin beef farmer, correct? I am, yes. So how many cows do you have and where's your farm located? We are in Waukesha County in Heartland. We uh, farm amongst uh, the houses. We have uh, Herefords and we have a couple other Oh, breeds, you might say. And then we also have a few dairy cattle, dairy heifers that we've been showing. And um, we farm just under a 1,000 acres cash crop with my, my wife and father-in-law and then our my three kids. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. I, I only knew that because uh, when you emailed me initially, you said, well, I get done with chores around 10 a.m., so anytime after that works perfectly. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true farmer. Uh, so as we start to wrap up, let's recap all the details for everybody. Uh, what are the dates of the World Beef Expo? They are the 27th through the 29th. Um, people will start coming in on the Wednesday of that, and everything has to be in for the open show by 10 o'clock on Thursday. Friday is uh, when the show starts at 8 o'clock in the morning, and then our collegiate judging at 1 o'clock. And then Saturday, we start out with the mini Herefords and the American Galloways. And then we also have our sweepstakes contest going on on Saturday as well. The overall first-place winner in each division uh, will be awarded a blower provided by Electric Cleaner Company. That's something new this year. Um, also, our trade show is open on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday and Sunday. And we also have a sale on Saturday. Um, that'll be in the Ag Products Pavilion. That's going to be a little bit different. That's going to be our um, all-breed showcase sale, and that'll take place at 1 o'clock. So you'll be able to look at those animals before the sale, and then they'll be sold on video screen and also will be available um, live broadcast as well. 
Awesome. And then many people know, but I'll just tell them so that we're all clear. Uh, the location of the World Beef Expo is on the Wisconsin State Fairgrounds in West Allis, Wisconsin. And finally, my final question, I think people are going to like this. What is the admission price to get into this event? It's free. You can't beat it. Um, it's free to get in. The one thing you do have to do is pay for parking. So the parking, you have to pay for the parking unless you can park outside and walk in. But, you know, for a few dollars, you can park right inside the gate. And uh, otherwise, it's all free. And, you know, a lot of, lot of things to see. And, of course, you know, we have our Supreme Championship Drive at 7 o'clock on Saturday night. We want everybody, it's, it's very, you know, underneath the spotlight, a lot of fun things to see, a lot of things to 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 market and as well as is contact with your other breeders. All right, awesome. Jim Wren, he is the president of the World Beef Expo that's taking place later this month in Milwaukee. Jim, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. For more information, head to the event's website. That is worldbeefexpo.com. And from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Josh Scramlin. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Simply put, William Thomas Custom Jewelry classifies diamonds in two categories. Your diamond is good or broken. It doesn't matter how old it is. Either way, William Thomas Custom Jewelry can advise you on your options of how it can still be used and loved for years to come. Allow the master designers at William Thomas Custom Jewelry help you create that one-of-a-kind piece to celebrate the moment, the joy of life. William Thomas Custom Jewelry, your inspiration your custom jeweler. Here at Prairie Estates Genetics, we provide dairy farmers with high-quality silage minus the risks. You see, by combining our next-gen seed and next-gen forage management services, we're able to help dairy farmers improve harvest consistency, feed consistency, and milk production consistency. So why not do the same for your farm? Visit prairieestatesgenetics.com and see how you can make next year's harvest your best one yet. Prairie Estates Genetics. The future of forage is here. It's open house time here at the Princeton Clubs. Hi, this is Dave Gary, and I'd like to personally invite you to our open house, taking place this month at all our Princeton Club locations. We all know that exercise improves the quality of our life and makes a big impact on how we feel. Listen to Michelle's recent experience. I came to Princeton Club actually to kind of find myself again, get my body back after having two kids. It was a struggle to find motivation to come because I was very self-conscious. I would just tell myself, I'm only going to stay 10 minutes. And then I realized before I knew it, the class was done, and I felt better than I had ever felt in so long. I'm here to prolong my life, to be happier. I'm happier when I'm fit. It's time to find your fit and write your success story. Get access to all our world-class facilities, try a class, swim in our pools, or just relax in the spa. Come on in. Go ahead. Get started today. Our open house event is going on now. To hear the rest of Michelle's story, go to PrincetonClub.net. In Germany, she's more famous than David Hasselhoff. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Alrighty, 520 on the clock and time to find out what's coming our way weather-wise. Looks like it's going to be breezy today. Stumach, our ag meteorologist, joining us live via Skype. 
Hey, buddy, I see uh, we've got World Beef Expo this week and then World Dairy Expo next week. And U.S. Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue has announced that he's going to be coming to Wisconsin on Tuesday for all the opening ceremonies at World Dairy Expo. Be nice if we could kind of string together a few days of decent weather, but it looks like we've got some wet before we get to World Dairy Expo, huh? You're right, Pam. A little wet weather with that front that's dropped on through the area. We'll dry it out today, but now we start to cool off. But that cool air and that moisture that's still holding on in the atmosphere will create some instability. And later tomorrow night or on into the day Friday, a chance of rain returns to the area. Showers could be some scattered thunderstorms starting the weekend, Friday into Friday night. Somewhere up towards three quarters or maybe one inch of rain seen in southern and western Wisconsin could mean a wet way to head into the weekend. And we're not going to dry it out. Unfortunately, the instability holds. On. Even on towards Sunday and Monday, it would appear a small chance of a scattered shower or storm lingers. Temperatures okay, still around or a bit above normal. We're not going to have a major cold outbreak or anything. It does cool off here to wrap up the weekend. Now that the front's moved on through, we are going to stay cooler today and tomorrow, but then it turns around once again and on through the weekend, still at or above normal. Upper 60s normal highs right now. So when we talk about, you know, being up towards 70 or even in the mid 70s into next week that's still above normal but the instability is going to be there and that chance of rain that's going to play in it's going to stay a little more damp not drying out but at least the mild air should help the crops mature that's one we're worried about that's going to be a benefit but that rain chance kind of lingers around we're just not going to be drying it out even on into next week that's the unfortunate aspect of the forecast we aren't going to see things turn around that way. I'll be back with our forecast details right after this. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Celebrating 100 years, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. It's a grassroots organization of people just like you and me who care about keeping agriculture strong. Joining the Farm Bureau can also qualify you for a number of money-saving member benefits that include discounts on insurance, travel, even equipment. Farm Bureau proud for 100 years. Become a member today at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Today, I expect that mostly sunny skies develop. Sure, it brightens up really nice, but it is going to be cooler. Low to mid-70s, warmest in western Wisconsin. West winds 5 to 15, they'll gust near 25. Overnight, partly cloudy skies. We drop down toward the very low 50s with the west winds at 5 to 10. Tomorrow, well, still nice, sunny skies, mid and upper 60s with the west winds at 5 to 10, but late Thursday night or into the day Friday, scattered showers, a few thunderstorms developing, more clouds on Friday, more like normal in the upper 60s for daytime highs, southwest winds, oh, a good 8 to 18, could gust near 25, and even on towards Saturday, a slight chance of rain later in the day, sun early on, low 60s, that's our cool day Saturday, we'll turn it around back into the low 70s Sunday into next week, that's 
That's when things really start to improve again. That's at least temperature-wise, but that scattered shower or thunderstorm, that's still the possibility right into next week. It just looks to be a bit on the unstable side. We're not going to get the improvement we may hope for. So, Pam, there you have it. All righty, I'll take all that. Thank you, Stu. Have a great Wednesday. It's coming up on 525. After the bottom of the hour, you know, it's been frustrating for all Wisconsin farmers this year, whether you're growing corn, soybeans, trying to put up hay, and now think about some of the other high-value product that we've got out on farm fields that people are going to be looking for. Of course, our apple crop is a major area. And what about pumpkins? When we roll into October, there's going to be a lot of families that are looking for a corn maze, a hayride, or the ever-loving jack-o'-lantern that they are going to feature as we get closer to Halloween. But this cool, wet weather, not what the doctor ordered there. Talking about it a little after 5.30. Stick around. It's 5.25. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Thank you to everybody that made it to our free travel show. It looks like you want to join me in Panama and Costa Rica to kick off the new calendar year. Pam Yankee here. Our next farm adventure, January 4th through the 13th, we're visiting Costa Rica and Panama. We want to come along. We've got a brand new tool for you to be able to learn more about the trip. All you need to do is jump online, holidayvacations.com, enter keyword Pam, and they've got special online video presentations to show you some of the sites that we'll be enjoying on the trip. And that includes, of course, Doka Coffee. We'll visit Corso Dairy and learn a little bit about agriculture in Costa Rica. There's Arnal Volcano National Park, Monteverde Cloud Forest Reserve. Then it's on to Panama, where we'll not only enjoy a full transit on the Panama Canal, but we'll also get a chance to visit with the indigenous population that still make that region their home. Call Holiday Vacations toll-free, 800-826-2266, and join me on this Costa Rica-Panama trip. In the next 60 seconds, 156 people will be added to Earth's population. Many will face a life of poverty, hunger, and poor health. At some point, planet Earth may no longer be able to sustain our world's population. But overpopulation is not just a numbers game. It's also about a better quality of life which includes access to basic health care, food, clean water, and a sustainable balance between people and our natural resources. If you think overpopulation is such a big problem that you can't make a difference, think again. Population Connection is the national grassroots organization that believes through education and information, individuals can make a difference. Take the time to make an investment in a better, safer, less crowded world. Even small choices can make an impact. To learn more, visit PopulationConnection.org. That's PopulationConnection.org. A public service message from Population Connection. Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. We hear you. You need a new bathroom. Ganser Company is proud to introduce 80 Years and 80 Minutes. Simply put, you need real information and pricing so you can make a good decision and spend your precious time with your family and friends, not contractors failing to call you back taking weeks to get you an estimate, or the high-pressure sales pitch you dread. Our 80 years of hindsight for 80 minutes of your time. We give you the skinny in 80 minutes to make an educated decision. Bath Planet acrylic tubs and showers are the only bath systems that have the good housekeeping seal of approval. What that means is no more scrubbing grout lines, unsightly stains, leaky faucets, or using harsh chemicals. No more hiding your outdated and maybe embarrassing bathroom. So call today, 608-222-1243, or stop into our showroom and see the Bath Planet experience. 
Remember, 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations. It's that simple. Dancer, that's the answer. Quality is the promise printed on every bag of Latham high-tech soybean seed. I'm Shannon Latham. Quality is the visible difference in the way our soybeans look, germinate, and perform. Latham has quality numbers for your fields. Ironclad 2186 Liberty Link is best in class for early group two. New 2193 E3 features enlist technology and ironclad protection. And Ironclad 2228R2 is a multiple first trial champion. Pick quality yields. Visit LathamSeeds.com or call 877-GO-LATHAM. Shopping at Rogan's Shoes is fun. Shop great name brands and get the second pair for half price. Mix and match shoes for your entire family. If you don't need a second pair of shoes or boots at the time of your purchase, just bring in your receipt at a later date to receive your half price discount. Rogan's Shoes, a family-owned and operated company. Madison East and West and Janesville and Beloit. Equal value or less. Some exclusions may apply. See complete details at a store near you. First off, the the best play of the game was at fourth and three. I mean, I, yeah, I love when the fullback scores, but who calls a bomb on fourth and three? Dude, Paul Chris, huge nuts swinging. Man. Well, I was just gonna say, who calls Bernie about fourth and three? Who calls going for it on fourth down on your own twenty yard line in the opening minute of the game? Talking about momentum, and if they don't get that, mission goes it back. I mean, we were at at the red zone still, and the place was just like, I love, I loved it, man. I mean, I, that's just talking about. Swinging your brass cojones, yep. just setting yep. the tone all day. They're like, dude, we're Wisconsin football. It's fourth down. We need a yard. We're not going to freaking punt it. And I think that that set the tone, and the players said, look, our coach has that confidence in us. We have that confidence. I think that fourth down call in the opening drive kind of set the tone for the day. Oh, no doubt. I mean, listen, we are putting I, – I love what we did on our first drive. We had shifts. We had motions. It was like easy plays that we normally do, but with a hundred other like nice dressing on the front of it. That was just seems very confusing for Michigan's defense. And also, like I love to watch that stuff. Like we re- we line up with like seven thousand pounds on the field on some of those short yardage downs. Did you see that one package called Hippo where they had, I don't even know what that was. They just beefed up the line and said, "Stop us." And of course they couldn't. And then you had Jack Cohen and Paul Chris running an option. <laughs> that was sick. I mean, it was. I'm telling you, man. They they did things like we thought it was real vanilla. Like the first few games, we were just beating them because we were just better. What we did against um, Michigan just is like what a Paul Chris offense looks like. Yeah. You know, it's it's run the ball, run the ball, make it look pretty. Like at first, but it's really just like counters and and like pretty much uh, big on big, like Bob's. And then throw like a slant, and then throw a bomb when no one's expecting it. I, I just loved it, dude. He, Coach Chris set the tone at the beginning of the game with that fourth down. I was freaking out, but once they got it, I was like, "This game's over. You can't come back from that." Uh, visiting with our guy uh, Matt Bernstein, former Badger. I mean, so we we had you on the pregame, Bernie. We all picked Wisconsin, but you know, we twenty seven, twenty one, you know, twenty one seventeen. I mean, and I I was in that camp. I thought it'd be close at the half. And then Wisconsin and, and the old line and the defense would just wear out Michigan. I mean, to see what they did uh, and to just jump on Michigan like that, I mean, I, I really un- unexplainable to, to watch the start of that game on Saturday. I mean, unbelievable. I, I still can't believe it. Like, I have the chills. We're up by 35 points. We didn't let up any points for so long. Like, 
that's not normal. But that's why I think this team is special because that's not the normal Wisconsin's we've seen in the past. I mean, we came out, we scored a touchdown, and then they hit a big play. First off, respect to number one for chasing that guy down. And then out of nowhere, they, you know, the defense bends, and then there's a turnover. Mm-hmm. And then we score another time. You know, at that, at that point, that's how you beat good teams. You know, like, you're going to beat Michigan. You're going to beat Ohio State if you can bend and not break on defense and then pretty much score every time on offense. Bernie, what does a win like that do for the locker room? I mean, what does it do? Look at, you know, when you look at um, Jack's confidence, that dude ran like a 20-yard. I couldn't believe he could run that fast. You know, diving for the end zone, like that. That dude was physical in the game. And you usually see quarterbacks not so physical. Like, I just love the confidence they're showing. These guys are playing. It looks like they're having the best time of their lives on the field, and their confidence is through the roof. And also, the fullback was number 44. Chandler. Yeah, it was John Chanel. Yeah, Chanel. The, the, yeah. the, the back. I, we, all, we all said that. We got it. Yeah. Roshik's the. the uh, yeah, he's, they, he's a running back now. That's my bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, it's all right. Listen, seeing a fullback score gets me excited. Right. Well, and then I tweeted at you on Sunday, you know, Danny Vitale, you know, to get tackled at the one inch line. I mean, we almost had a, a Wisconsin sweep of getting uh, the fullbacks in the Packer and Badger game scoring. So, I mean, Bernie, a very big weekend for the fullback in Wisconsin. Very big. You know, I was flying back from uh, from the game and. I mean, once I saw the Jets score, I said, I'm not doing NFL weekend. I'm not doing the NFL this weekend. I'm out. <laughs> so, Bernie, take us through, like, um, you know, Michigan seems to be one of your most biggest rivals for you personally. What was it like in the stands at Camp Randall? Did you wear the right color? Were you in the red section? Or you had a red shirt on for the stripe I was out? in the right section. Um, you know what? Listen, there's the amount of people that came from New York to go to that game. It just shows how much people love the state of Wisconsin, the people who live there, and the university. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Breezy day on the way. Look for daytime highs around 70 degrees as we roll our way into a Wednesday. Did you know on this date back in 1977, they had the first Chicago Marathon on this date back in 1890. Sequoia National Park was established by Congress. And also on this date back in 1961, Wisconsin finally required seatbelts in all cars. And now you know, I'm Pam Yonke. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Wednesday. You know, we were talking about it late last week. U.S. Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue, who will be in Wisconsin on Tuesday, invited all the former U.S. Ag Secretaries dating back to the Reagan administration back to Washington, D.C., to stand in support of the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement and getting it ratified here within our borders. You know, there's a lot of political upheaval, not just in the United States, that could play into all of this. Fellow Farm Broadcast Caster Denny Guy reminds us that Canada is facing a critical election before the end of October, and apparently food security is a campaign discussion point this year. Denny? In early September, a national survey was conducted by Angus Reid Global to gauge prominent election issues. 65% of Canadians said food security, joint with food affordability, is seen as a priority. 
When Canadians were asked which party is best positioned, results showed progressive conservatives seem to have the strongest agri-food policies. Coming in as second best on that list, the Liberal Party, currently in power and led by Prime Minister Trudeau, followed by the Green Party. The left-leaning New Democratic Party ranked second only in Saskatchewan. Chris Vandenhuvel is a dairy and beef cattle producer from Cape Breton in Nova Scotia. Vandenhuvel is also vice president of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture, representing 200,000 farmers across Canada. In preparation for this fall election, the Canadian Federation of Agriculture have planned their own strategy to face the political election rhetoric. We put together uh, what we're calling our Producing Prosperity campaign, aimed at the government and helping to get them to make investment in agriculture for the benefit of all Canadians. We're the single largest sector for employment, private sector in Canada. We're second only to government in the number of people that we employ. So we really want them to focus on investment. There's benefits from the agri-food sector for all Canadians. Vanden Heuvel says Canadian farmers are facing the double-edged sword of changing trade policies combined with budget cuts to government safety net programs. We're really looking to our government to expand on business risk management. Budget cuts to the program have made a lot of those tools basically ineffective to our farmers and we really need the government to step up and then you layer on top of that some of these trade and policy decisions that happen at the international levels really puts our farmers at serious risk. Canadian farmers have nothing comparable to the U.S. Farm Bill. And as a country that is extremely trade-dependent, Vanden Heuvel believes that politicians largely view Canada's agriculture and food sector as just another export category. I don't believe our government thinks of uh, our food sector, our ag sector, as a matter of national security near as much as they do to our friends from the South. We are able to produce a lot more food than our country can consume. Upwards of 90% of some of those sectors get exported, so I think that's why a lot of our government does look at that as typically just one more export product that flows out of our country, but it's of utmost importance to our country. Chris Vandenhuvel is Vice President of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture. Reporting from Canada, I'm Dennis Guy. The fabulous farm babe Pam Yonke and her farm crew will be all over World Dairy Expo October 1st through the 5th. The Midwest Farm Report's coverage of the World Dairy Expo is made possible by D-Lavelle. D-Lavelle develops premium dairy solutions to help farmers achieve top milk quality, maintain herd health, and meet productivity and profit expectations. D-Lavelle says we live milk. And ST Genetics, the best way to predict the future is to create it. Visit ST Genetics at World Dairy Expo to talk about elite genetics and strategic partnerships. Tune in to the Midwest Farm Report for the latest from World Dairy Expo. It only comes around once a year, and you can capitalize on it today. Sawdust Days at McFarland's in Sauk City. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee here for McFarland. They're at 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City, just off Highway 12, where everything is all under one roof. And you want to get there now. Listen, there's work to be done before the snow flies, and if you're looking for a steel chainsaw, a husk varna, this is the time to go shopping. I'll tell you what, right now they've got sale prices on trimmers, blowers, and chainsaws from steel and husk varna. You will not see any other time 
time during the year. You buy one steel or Husqvarna chainsaw chain, get the second one for half price. So if you're ready to do work this fall, getting ready for winter, then you need to meet up with my buddies at McFarland's. Again, the deal's on now until October 6th for Sawdust Days. 780 Carolina Street, just off Highway 12. That's where you'll find it all under one roof. My friends at McFarland's. Coming up on 541 this Wednesday morning. Boy, I tell you, you want to talk about technology and agriculture. Farm Market ID came out with the results of some surveys they've been doing using technology to figure out how many acres did not get planted this year. They say the lost acres they came up with, 17.4 million crop acres that didn't get planted or failed to produce a crop. And they did it in a pretty sophisticated way. They were targeting primarily corn, soybeans, wheat, and cotton in 20 states, plus some additional acreage. They used geospatial imagery and machine learning algorithms, as well as uh, from the STARS research, taking a look at actual cover on the fields that they were serving. They're coming in at 17.4 million lost acres compared to USDA's previous estimate of about 18 million lost acres. So that's something the market might be taking into consideration. I'll tell you, yesterday in Chicago, we finished in positive territory. On the closing bell for Tuesday, December corn was up a penny and a half, 374 and three quarters. November soybeans up a penny and three quarters at 894 and a quarter. The December wheat was down a penny and a quarter, 481 and three quarters. The July new crop wheat was unchanged yesterday at 498 and a quarter. What's happening in dairy? Barrel cheese in Chicago yesterday dropped another half a cent to 161 and a quarter. 40 pound block cheese down five and three quarter cents yesterday at 199 and a quarter. Double A butter on Tuesday dropped a penny and a quarter to 214 and a quarter per pound. Now, what about fluid milk contracts? Don't forget, Friday, the absolute last opportunity for dairy farmers to get signed up for the Dairy Margin Coverage Program. October milk yesterday closed 23 cents lower, 1810 a hundredweight. November was down 24 at 1802. December milk down 20 cents, 1743 a hundredweight. And I got to tell you, January through June of 2020, fluid milk contracts are under $17 a hundredweight. Just to kind of keep you in line there. Let's talk about something a little bit more positive, shall we? We're getting ready to enter October. That's when a lot of families make their way out to the country. Maybe they're looking for a hayride, a corn maze, an apple orchard, or what about a beautiful pumpkin? Yep, Halloween's just around the corner. But this cool, wet weather has not been ideal for pumpkin producers like Don Schuster from Schuster's Farms in Cambridge. They don't like it. They like heat when they're, 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 they love heat when their leaves are big and beautiful. And um, right now I could, you know, some 50s, 60s would be good. But, you know, this is what it is. Uh, One of the toughest growing seasons we've ever had. We got, you know, you went on the hayride, there's tons of pumpkins down there. I'm sure if, if we have an abnormal, really hot fall or super froze, you know, freeze in October, we'll have problems. Other than that, we'll have plenty of pumpkins. I mean, it's, it's part of farming. Don Schuster, owner and operator of uh, Schuster's Round Barn just off Highway 12 towards Cambridge. Like he said, uh, the pumpkins don't like that cool, wet weather. But as usual, it looks like there will be a volume of pumpkins to pick from. But if you want the real big ones, you better get to the pumpkin patch early. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Coming up next, a lot, a lot of water around Wisconsin both last fall, this spring, and again, 
the past couple of weeks. What does that mean when it comes to Wisconsin on-farm research? We'll give you that detail next. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Do you know how many times I've talked to people who say their calendar is held hostage by their kids? Fabulous Farm Baby Pam Yankee here from my buddies at Zimberg Chevrolet Main Street, Sun Prairie. Let me explain what I'm talking about. So the kids are busy in the summer, right? Maybe they've got a job. Maybe they are involved in sports and practice. Or maybe they just want to hang out with their buddies. But the catch is they need you to get them there. Listen, my buddies at Zimberg Chevrolet may have some options to help you out. Talk to my friend Steve Newby, for example. Uh, Have you ever thought about handing your car down to that uh, new driver? You get a new car, your kids get your current ride. Maybe they've got some options for you there. What about leasing a vehicle? Your kids are in a vehicle that will have the latest safety features, and you are off the hook for delivering them to all the places they want to be. Whatever you're looking at, if it's a brand new Chevy or one of the great used vehicles on the lot in Sun Prairie, my buddies at Zimbrick Chevrolet will match you up with a perfect fit. Zimbrick Chevrolet, Main Street, Sun Prairie. Vinyl flooring has come a long way. Luxury vinyl plank flooring from Wise Way comes in a high-definition hardwood or tile look that's modern, very easy to install, and available at all price levels, and ready to beautify your home. I'm Mike Yancer of Wise Way Flooring, inviting you to visit our new showroom on Milford Street in Watertown. See how our vinyl flooring might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. Are you ready to power your appliances and heat your home with clean, efficient FS propane? Work with Inside FS, a company that lives and works in the same community you do. They'll check your system to help make sure it's safe and efficient. Call them about their convenient contracting or budget billing programs. When it comes to the safety and comfort of your family, you can trust Inside FS. Visit InsightFS.com to schedule an appointment today. If you've ever driven a tractor, you're her friend. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Well, I got to tell you, some of you folks been paying very close attention on Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. You've sent me emails. You've uh, given me phone calls asking about the air cast that you see on my foot. Yeah, Farm Babe had uh, foot surgery at the beginning of September, and it has led to some mobility challenges, just trying to get from point A to point B. Not ideal when you're going into World Beef Expo and World Dairy Expo, but still, it's what we're dealing with. And I just want to really thank Josh and Reba for stepping up and uh, helping to keep things rolling in the farm department while I uh, heal up, if you will. They've been doing a wonderful job. And with that being said, this morning, Reba's going to wrap it off for us. She had a chance to visit with Amber Raditz from Discovery Farms. Now, remember, that's on-farm research happening at different locations across the state of Wisconsin to take what we're talking about in the research circles and see if it really applies when it comes to real life on the farm. And with all the water that we've had around Wisconsin, both this past spring, last fall, and really in the past couple of weeks, paying attention to where that water ends up is critical. And that's where we hand it off to Reba. 
When it comes to water, being able to understand exactly what's happening when it's happening is something that we might not have a lot of information about. And that's where Discovery Farms Wisconsin comes in. They work with farmers across the state to do water quality monitoring and nitrogen use efficiency. I was able to talk with Amber Raditz, who's one of the co-directors of Discovery Farms Wisconsin, about who they are and what they do. Yeah, Discovery Farms is really something special from Wisconsin. We are have been in the state for um, since 2001, and what we are is a University of Wisconsin Extension research program that does research and outreach, but from data that we collect on privately owned farms. And so what we do is install water quality monitoring stations on privately owned farms around the state that volunteer to understand more about their practices and their landscape, and then we use that information for education and outreach and helping um, farmers have the best information possible. You're talking about kind of the data you're collecting. So what what are you collecting exactly and what is that maybe being used for? So what we collect is um, nitrogen, phosphorus, and, and sediment in runoff, surface runoff, and ag tile drainage in Wisconsin. So what we do is install a site in a field, especially like in waterways. Water comes through that and then we're able to analyze that and understand the nitrogen, phosphorus, and sediment that's in it and help farmers use that information to tweak management practices, um, analyze their farming system, and continue to improve. Why should someone who's not a farmer care about this information? Well, I think, first of all, it's really good to understand more about what farms are doing proactively for the environment. So having the science to be able to talk about that's really important. But then also understanding what changes are being suggested to farms and the science that backs that. So all of us in our daily lives, we like to try to make decisions based on something, you know, based on science or based on someone's good experience or something like that. And so farmers are the same way. And so being able to show with scientific data the good work that farmers are doing and the changes that um, might be more beneficial for the environment or things like that. We have all the science to back that up and help you feel comfortable with knowing how farmers are making decisions. So how many test sites do you have currently? Right now we have 10 stations in the state um, we with that are doing water quality monitoring. We also have a project called the Nitrogen Use Efficiency Project. And so we're on about 50 farms in the state doing that as well. We're pretty proud to say we've been on over 130 farms in the state since we began. Um, and those are farms that have participated in surface water quality monitoring, tile water quality monitoring, or nitrogen use efficiency with us. So we've got a great group of farmers that once we're Discovery Farm participants and kind of always are Discovery Farms participants. One of the really cool things about it as well is the fact that this can be kind of real-time information for people. Yeah, so there's a great opportunity to head to our website, which is uwdiscoveryfarms.org, and that will take you to links where um, the USGS, who is our monitoring partner, the U.S. Geological Survey, actually has a real-time data site. And so for any of our sites that are currently operating, you can go check out the weather that's been happening happening at that site, as well as um, how much water was in the flume. If there was a rainstorm recently or over time, you can sort of um, make some graphs and check that out and be able to see what's really happening with water in your area. How is that real-time data being utilized by farmers by you? 
So what we utilize it for is to be able to talk to farmers about um, the most recent thing, most recent amounts of runoff that have been happening and how that relates to weather. Um, what farmers use it for a lot is they use weather stations so much in their, their farming and in their planning. So we've had farmers that have used it for um, checking the wind speed when they're thinking about spraying or soil moisture when you're thinking about spreading manure or um, soil moisture if you're thinking about being in the field and don't want to cause compaction. Soil temperature to know if it's fit for planting. So there's a whole bunch of things that we use from the environmental side of analyzing data, but they're really useful in other parts of um, farm life too. So what's the next steps for Discover Farms or for these water checkpoints? So what we will continue to do is to continue to find participating farms that um, kind of help us understand more pieces of farming systems that we don't currently understand well from our data. Like we're gathering more data on cover crops all the time, um, different farming systems and different landscapes. And then also um, continuing to grow this network of nitrogen use efficiency farmers. Um, we are continually kind of looking for opportunities. Like we just submitted some grants about working more with cover crops and alternative forages and really just trying to stay ahead of things that would be very beneficial for farmers to try so that we could provide some science as they're making those decisions. And with those nitrogen use efficiency farmers, where is that information kind of leading you to? Yeah, so for nitrogen use efficiency, we don't install any equipment, but we kind of track nitrogen from the beginning of the season till the end and help farmers understand where they are on their farm in terms of efficiency and how they compare to neighbors or other people around the state because we kind of have pods of farmers. And so what we're starting to be able to do is to talk to farmers about things in their farming system that boost nitrogen efficiency, uh, be able to talk about how this kind of work helps them analyze their progress and um, works as a complement to using university recommendations or their nutrient management plan. It really allows for more site-specific analysis, and that's what farmers need to be able to navigate in today's world. How long of a commitment is it to have one of these stations on your property? Yeah, so um, to install a water quality monitoring site, it has to be there for at least five, and but no more than seven years. So, you know, you get to see us for a good period of time. And then our nitrogen use efficiency work, we like to work with farmers for three years at a time on that. Because then, in both scenarios, having more than one or more than two years of data is really important because we get different weather conditions, growing conditions, um, different parts of the rotation. So we want to be able to get the best picture we can um, from either a water water quality monitoring station or nitrogen use efficiency work. And if people are interested in applying to be one of the host farms? Yeah, uh, we're always looking for uh, more people to interface with. So if you uh, head to our website, which is uwdiscoveryfarms.org, there's all kinds of contact info on there. Um, and any of us would be happy to help you um, decide what might be right for you. That was Amber Raditz, one of the co-directors of Discovery Farms Wisconsin. And if you want to see some of the real-time data of what's going on or just any of the information that they've had out there, you can head over to uwdiscoveryfarms.org. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Reba McClone. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
The Madison Police Department and Madison Area Crime Stoppers need your help in identifying a burglary suspect. The Burglary Crimes Unit is asking for help in identifying a man who forced entry into an occupied Wyndham Way home on the afternoon of September 13th. Once inside, the intruder stole electronics and fled. A resident was sleeping inside a bedroom at the time of the break-in. The victim awoke to the sound of a burglar alarm going off and stayed put until a 911 dispatcher told him that it was safe to come out. To view images and video of the suspect, please visit Madison Area Crime Stoppers on Facebook. Madison Area Crime Stoppers and law enforcement are reminding everyone to lock up vehicles, outside doors, and belongings during the day and night. Establish a daily routine to remind yourself and your neighbors to lock it up. If you have any information regarding the identity of this suspect, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266 